Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this Sunday morning. The sun is just now coming up. Very early on this Sunday morning. Got a handful of things to talk about with you. I think it's time to stick a fork in the baseball team because they are done. Uh, But a couple of football things. More importantly, that's what we'll start with today. A couple of football things. Lane Kiffin booted a transfer portal star. He hadn't really been a star on the field yet at either stop, but he was... A high-profile transfer, no longer on the team. We'll talk about that. Speaking of transfers, there is a tweet out there, and that's all it is. I've asked around for more information. I can't get it, but a quarterback, another Power 5 quarterback, is on Twitter claiming he has a transfer offer from Ole Miss. Very confusing, so we'll get to that as well right here on the podcast. But again, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on uh, social media if you want anyway. Sometimes I have the occasional good tweet, and I'm worth following sometimes. Check me out at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. And if you're listening to this podcast in browser uh, on the website, we appreciate you checking out the website, but it'd be better for you if you pulled out your favorite podcast app on your phone, hopefully a ceasefire phone, but on your phone, and search Rebel Report and subscribe and like the podcast. And uh, if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So we'll start with what I think the news of the weekend is. Chris Marshall, the Texas A&M transfer, has been booted from the team. Very little uh, public information has been announced about this, if we're being totally honest. There was just a stock statement from Lane Kiffin, you know, where they they wish him the best or or whatever. But yeah, he was a former five-star Showed you in the spring game how talented he was. But also, if you watched the spring game closely, if you weren't there, if you were watching on television, Kiffin um, made reference to some frustration uh, with the player during the spring game. And we actually talked about it in our post-spring edition of this podcast. I know we talked about it on the radio show. It's, It's not a good sign when your coach is on a broadcast kind of openly questioning your effort and desire uh, but the the talent was very, very clearly there, and he's no longer on the team. I have asked around about it, trying to figure out exactly why, and I got two different answers, so I'm not going to bring those to you here because since it's not consistent, it, I don't know which one's true. They might both be not true. However, I am pretty comfortable in saying that uh, this it, this isn't a new problem, that they've they've kind of had issues from the jump. At least that's what I've heard. I've been wrong before. Uh, I could be wrong again, but for what it's worth, there's been issues there from the jump. And something happened. I I don't know what for sure, but something happened. And they have decided to uh, to move on from uh, from Chris Marshall. Stories like this make me sad, honestly, not to bring the mood down of the podcast, but stories like this make me sad because he's an immensely immensely talented young man. Uh, Very clearly can have a future playing football if he wanted to, uh, professional football at the NFL level, very, very clearly could have could have that if he wanted it. But instead, this is now the second team that um, 
no longer wants his services at this level. The second one. And that that makes me sad. I, I hope one day he uh, he figures it out and uh, gets his stuff together and, and can figure out that you know he's got a lucrative future ahead of him if he just focuses and uh, encourages behavior. But for right now, uh, it, it is a loss for Ole Miss. They expected him to uh, to come in and uh, and produce, and he had the ability to come in and produce, and he has. Um, Unfortunately, uh, not done that in two different places. So he is a loss for Ole Miss. Um, I, I think that they are not as like desperate at wide receiver. Now, I have a feeling they're going to go try to find another one if one's available. But I, I, I was talking to a couple of people about this and you know trying to wonder why. And, and one of them said, well, now this really puts them up a creek uh, at the wide receiver position. And I thought, I, I don't necessarily see it that way as long as people like Jalen Knox who apparently had a really good spring continue uh, to to be that you know it's been a couple years since he's been in the the system at Ole Miss and he hasn't produced yet but he looks good in the spring game Uh, Jordan Watkins is back healthy they they did get Harris Uh, that was a good addition out of the portal apparently they're going to start using um, Michael Trigg and they showed you that in the spring game also in more of a wide receiver role as opposed to a traditional tight end. You know, Dayton Wade returns, and he showed you some good good things last year. I don't think they're as desperate at, at wide receiver as they are, say, defensive tackle or, or linebacker. I think the desperation falls in, in those two places, uh, honestly, defensive tackle and, and, and linebacker and secondary as well, although they did get a portal pickup there recently. I don't know if wide receiver is – Priority one uh, for the portal. There are some guys there. Depth is a concern, but I, I don't think it's as desperate as if they were to say lose Cedric Johnson to the portal. Then it would be like dire. He's not going anywhere. Don't that is just an example. But losing Marshall is is not good. Probably good for the locker room. To to be honest with you, but uh, I don't think they're as desperate at wide receiver as they are. Uh, the uh, the other positions, especially on defense. The tweet that I mentioned earlier, I, I have also tried to uh, figure out what's going on here, and the only answer I can get is about one of the two existing quarterbacks on the Ole Miss roster. Uh, Caleb Johnson is a Louisville transfer quarterback that is in the portal. He's from Alabama. He was at Louisville. And if you believe Twitter... He claims that he has an offer from Ole Miss. And, <laughs> I mean, the, the humor aside for uh, j- just the, the idea that Ole Miss would have four former Power 5 transfer quarterbacks on roster is uh, is kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, that, that makes you think, right, that somebody's leaving because they, they have Dart Sanders and, and Howard. I, I don't think there's a reason to pursue another transfer quarterback if that room is going to stay intact. So, I, I, I mean, to me, the most logical answer is that they are aware that somebody's leaving. However, the portal closed like a week ago. And it only takes a couple of days to process the information. So maybe there's like a graduate situation uh, with – with one of the two, I, I I don't know. But the most logical thing is they know that somebody's leaving and they want they want three guys on scholarship in that room. Having four in that room doesn't 
like really make a whole lot of sense to me, especially if it's going to cost you literally anything in NIL, which it may not, but if it's going to, then then that's really a really inefficient use of funds, which are already being heavily invested in the quarterback room right now, adding another person that is getting any kind of money. And he may not, I don't know, but logic tells you that he would. Doesn't make sense. So does this mean somebody's leaving? I asked that question to about a half a dozen people that I think would know. And the only answer that I got back was, uh, it's not Jackson Dart. Uh, at least as of right now, it is It is absolutely not Jackson Dart. Um, I, I can say that comfortably, at least as of today. Or I should say as of Friday, because that's when I was bothering everybody. So it is not Jackson Dart. I haven't seen anything about Sanders. Maybe Kiffin just wants to have as many power five, former power five quarterbacks in his quarterback room as humanly possible. I guess that is also true, but that is definitely something that stands out to me as uh, interesting. We can put it that way. Why would they offer a fourth quarterback? I think that they expect somebody to leave even still, Uh, but, but right now it, it ain't dark. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Maybe Lane's just being weird. I don't know. That that wouldn't surprise me either. But uh, either way, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that turns out. So that that'll kind of wrap up the football. They had a few visitors uh, in town this weekend. We'll see if that uh, materializes into commitments. They need it. They were uh, positions of need. The visitors. So that's a good thing. Uh, we'll we'll see if they can lock them down. And of course, we will talk about that uh, if and when because I do expect at least one honestly uh, to to go public. So when that happens. We will talk about that here with you, but light on the football news, and that's okay after Chris Marshall was uh, dismissed from the team. The podcast, by the way, before we transition into baseball, is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, IT projects, whatever it is. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you and your business are located in Mississippi and you need it, check them out. ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you just tell them what you need, what your budget is. They will find a solution for you on me. Advantage Business Systems, ABSMS.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. 16 locations they've got here in Mississippi. And, of course, they have online banking like uh, most banks do, but theirs is a little bit different. In my previous bank, I had to have three different apps to execute all my online banking needs. I'm not kidding. I had to have three, not with Priority One Bank. You can, of course, check your balances, but also transfer funds, set alerts, make payments, and more all with their online banking. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so it's somebody that you can see face-to-face and not through your computer screen via Zoom. Priority One Bank making you their priority. All right, baseball lost a series to Missouri. Calvin Harris was electric yesterday, though, so a special shout-out to him. Uh, A four-home run day, a historic day for Calvin Harris uh, in the 20-14 to win (laughs) over over Missouri. Uh, Pete Golding's defense is uh, uh, rolling right now. I mean, I expect him to be good. I expect him to have Ole Miss playing better defensively. I did not expect them to be this good right away. But, uh, yeah, Calvin Harris, four home runs. I think he's the third ever, right? I think he's the third ever. Uh, But either way, it's a historic day. Uh, 
Chatagnier also had a couple for for whatever that's worth to you. Um, Kemp Alderman had a really good weekend, but you know Ole Miss uh, lost a series to Missouri, and now uh, you, you can't change this. They have 18 conference losses, and nobody has made the NCAA tournament with 18 regular season SEC losses. I think you can kind of stick a fork in in, in this team. They're talking. Uh, it's kind of depressing to say, but it is what it is. They, they, were, they mentioned on the broadcast that the magic number of wins to make the tournament is 12, and I, I, I saw Chase Parham tweet about that, and I think Chase is right. I, I think they're wrong. Maybe to make Hoover, it might be the magic number to make Hoover, but not the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, Ole Miss will not make it unless they win the SEC tournament at, at this point. Because at... To, to get to 12 and 18, they obviously have to win their next six SEC games. And the way Alabama and Auburn are playing lately, uh, I wouldn't expect them to sweep either one. And then, even then, getting to 12 and 18 to be the first team to ever make it, they would have to at least get to Sunday. And do you think they have the pitching to do that? No, uh, I, I don't either. Th- this is what it is. And, and this is why I cautioned last week, both on here and on the radio show, there were some people um, – doing the whole don't let the Rebs get hot thing after one series win. And, and you know, you're not going to – I had one of you DM'd me after the Georgia series and said, why are you so negative about the team? And I said, uh, is it negative or is it telling you the truth? That was their first conference series win. That was their first conference series win. That that improved them to 5-16. and 16. If you want somebody to tell you that that it's good and that they're good now, then you need to go somewhere else because you're not going to get that from me. I'm not, at least I don't think I'm not negative. I'm just honest uh, with you. This team wasn't good even after the the Georgia series win. They are they're too injury depleted and they're simply not good enough. Even when relatively healthy, they're still not good enough at the other things that are required for you to win games and get to regionals and host them, which is what you pay for, uh, in this league. They do a lot of things poorly. They don't have the pitching depth, partly because of injuries. That is part of the story for sure. They're they're kind of bad in the field. And by kind of bad, I mean, at times they can be really bad. And it's cost them a lot of games when things were still in question earlier this season. Take Texas A&M, for example. Two bad uh, errors on the infield led to a Texas A&M Grand Slam that cost them the Friday night game in that series. They would have won that series. The, things like that. It's been a persistent problem with this team. They're simply not good enough uh, to win games at a consistent level in the SEC. Th- that That's the story. Injuries are a major part of it. Yes, Hunter Elliott's injury is a major part of it. A handful of others as well. Uh, th- that has been a factor, but that is not the only reason why they're in this position uh, right now. And I'm not going to be one of those people because because I think I would I would simply be wrong. It would be reactionary and emotional and not honest if because I've seen some people and, and had you know somebody text me that you know Bianco should be fired that he got lucky after a three week stretch of good play last season and I push back on that some. It was more like a few week stretch of bad play last season because they were really good. And then they weren't, and then they were really good again. It's not like they were bad up until three weeks, and then they were, you know what I mean? Uh, it's getting into semantics, but I, I think Mike Bianco can get Ole Miss out of this. This is his worst season in over two decades. This is not typical Mike Bianco. Even the years that have frustrated fans have not gone like this. This is a one-off, at least 
as far as we know right now, for them being this bad. It's never happened before in over two decades. I, I think that he can get them out of this. I, 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 I do. I really do. Going to have to alter uh, some things. The, the new era of college sports has bled into baseball. Baseball is supposed to be a gentleman's game. Maybe not anymore. And, and Mike Bianco is a consummate gentleman, and he does things the right way. I, I think maybe it's time for them to push the boundaries a, a little bit because while we, we've talked about before, starting pitching's going to be in pretty good shape next year. If Hunter Elliott, uh, if the Tommy John deal is not full Tommy John, like some people have said, if it's that, new procedure that fixes partial ones, and he can be back and pitch for them next year. If that's the case, that's great. Uh, and and you've gotten some promising stuff from your young starting pitchers that tells you that, hey, you, you've got something here on the mound for starters, but you're losing Kemp Alderman and Gonzalez and Harris, and, and you're losing all these guys that have been highly productive offensive players for you. They're basically all gone. And so there there have been some. Like, Furness, I think, has got a chance to end up being pretty good for you. Um, already showing flashes of being that guy, but he's got some growing to do. Uh, you, you've got Unimark, who's who's there and, and has looked good at times. Uh, th- th- there are people there that, you know, apparently they really like Kramer. There's, there's freshmen coming in that they expect to be useful right away. But they need to they need to portal. That that's where if you're asking me what does Mike Bianco need to do, he needs to be more proactive or forward facing when it comes to raising NIL money. Um he, he needs to pull a page out of Chris Beard's playbook and and Gladhand and talk about that. That needs to be the conversation that he has. He's got loyal people that really support and love the program and really support and love him. He needs to be forward, um, forward thinking. I guess is not the right word, but th- th- it needs to be a, a huge emphasis. They they need to to raise some nil money, and he needs to get quality players out of the portal. And if it requires a, a little bit of tampering, then they need to do that because Tony Vitello's doing that. Tennessee's doing that. Other programs are doing that. Florida's got a starting pitcher that they took from Southern Miss that Southern Miss fans were really not happy about with how that went down. Um, Those are the kind of things that you have to do. You got to do it. And that is where I'm looking for for adjustments. People talk about how Mike needs a a pitching coach, and I understand where that comes from, and the third assistant thing's about to happen, but – I don't know. I, I see two decades of, of Ole Miss baseball having really good pitchers. Um, because of Mike Bianco, I, I don't think that's uh, the, like the priority one here. I think they need to get uh, depth out of the portal. They, they need to raise NIL money. They need to tamper. That's where I think the adjustments need to be had. Uh, the, this, this team wasn't good enough. Injuries were a serious problem. But that's and that's what we're going to talk about moving forward. By the way, I'm not going to give you game by game recap episodes anymore. It's all focused on 2024. What what they do from here, unless they make some, unless they win the SEC tournament, and in which I'll change my tune, obviously. But for right now, we'll focus on football and other things because this team has underachieved, aided by injury, but also their poor play, 
and adjustments need to be made and they need to be made this off season um cuz the the landscape has changed some and they're replacing damn near everybody and they need to go heavy into the portal that's where the focus my focus is going to be on for whatever that's worth to you and that's where mike's focus needs to be on is uh finding a way to fill a roster next year that can be competitive nationally because this one, even without the injuries, simply was not. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you guys again on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.